AMLP Coleman. Wow, that person's got all kinds of uh, laser beams and lights and things. I guess it was really cool. That sounded that sounded really good. Um, uh, hey guys, how's it going? Welcome hey. back to the studio. Uh, Thank you. We're here. I went to the beach without <laughs> you last week, but I'll tell you, I missed yeah, you. We, yeah, uh, we need to I talk really about did. That. Yeah, we we all need to go to the beach <laughs> and do the shows from down there. Hey, my wife would be all for it. Yeah. Somebody needs to I just come buy out all my entrepreneurial businesses where all I have to do is kick my feet up and enjoy inflation. I'm sorry. Never yeah. yeah. I got a couple of those. Well, we're here today. We are. You want to start the program or just wait? Sure. Why not? Why not? The welcome elephant. to the, the program. Yeah. Welcome to the program. I'm Howard Rogers. And I'm Richard Morris. And this is a 10-step program. Not kidding. Yeah, 10, yeah. 12. Yeah, not and, 12. And, and it, it's... Uh, Shortly, it will be time to pull the levers, connect the dots, or do whatever it is we do to vote now. I will add to everyone, this is a call-in program. That is a dial tone, 256-737-9505. I tested it. It works. All right. And if you want to call in and share with us your thoughts. One uh, at a time. We're old school. Yeah, one at a time. (laughs) We're old school. And we may or may not agree with your opinion and you may or may not agree agree with with ours ours. no no harsh feelings no profanity nothing like that and and the the thing we want to talk about today is understanding controlling whatever the narrative whatever that is now we probably ought to explain what that is yeah i think that'd be good go ahead in plain terms you know ones that i could understand Mm -hmm. okay it's called controlling the story because the narrative is the story right it's that person's take on what the story should be or is and the politicians are the best or worst about doing that they should be fiction writers well they are they just want us to believe it (laughs) they keep throwing it at us don't they 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 don't call it the spin for no reason, right? And they used to talk about uh, this, you know, spin. Got to get the right spin on the story. Yeah, Bill O'Reilly was a master at that, wasn't he? The spin stops here, right? But they've changed that to the narrative, and that's because with the spin, you're just taking one little thing and spinning it. Mm-hmm. When you control the narrative, you control the story being told. Mm-hmm. Now. Where are some good examples of that? Let me give you one. Okay. Gasoline. And the price that it's come and down the price so much. It's come down. Come down from what? <laughs> the price it went to after the election. Wow. Now, that kind of puts a different spin on it, doesn't it? That changes the narrative. So when we say it has come down, it has come down from a high. That happened after the election, so the narrative should be that the gas is coming back down to its level. Except that Except. it's not at that level. No, it's what not. What was it uh, a year and a half ago? Wasn't it about a uh, dollar? Bucks, 65, yeah, 70, somewhere, somewhere there. around there, yeah. And now he's bragging because... We've gotten it down to three twenty eight or whatever yeah, that well, figure that, that's, was. That's only about a dollar and sixty cents. Now more. you will hear that from everybody talking about it. Yeah, 
that's what makes it the narrative rather than just a spin. Now, is he controlling the narrative or is he trying to control the narrative? Well, we'd have to do a survey to know that because the way that people are talking on, uh, well, it depends on the party. Mm, and true. it depends on where you get your news. Yeah. And, and that's a very good, I heard on another talk radio station that I was forced to listen to at Wife Point earlier. <laughs> We've been and, there. And the guy was like, um, 72% of Americans don't trust the media. No kidding. I would have thought it was higher. And I'm I like, but too. we do. We love the media channels that we want to tune into. Give us, give us, give us what we want. Reinforce oh, what we want. There, but, of course, we're not going to tune into those, and those people are not going to tune into ours. I well, haven't. But haven't, we love the channels that we watch. I haven't heard any news since a couple of weeks ago when Richard and I were here and manufacturing it as we went. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> You know, it, it's just amazing. If you watch CNN or MSNBC, you will hear one set of stories yeah. about, you know, how things are going in the world and what's going on. And if you watch Fox, you what? You see that we live in two different worlds. Yeah. Because they have both chosen those stories that they want to talk about and then it's, it's worse than that now because they they, they actually have taken the commentators and recorded them and then word sandwiched together where it's clear that they're all reading directives from above somebody higher up is telling them exactly what to say and yeah. it's so true yeah that yeah. doesn't surprise me because that's the the way things have gotten it used to be you would have a politician trying to spin a story now it's everybody who believes in that logic or their approach to government it has the same line. Yeah, we, we've come a long way since George Wallace would send people into counties that he was going to in a week and get them to survey the area and find out what people wanted to hear and they'd come back and tell Wallace what the people wanted to hear and he'd go up there and tell them. We've come a long way since that. Well, what we want to do today is not to give you a particular narrative about what this is and how it works we want you to learn how to differentiate between stories and the stories and try to get to the truth under it we, we have a, a comment from facebook that is, is right on the money but i, I have of course rebuttaled uh, the comment <laughs> we need to go back to the walter cronkite days no more opinion news that's a but opinion swells can let let me let me let me ask you a question. Is that possible? Was his without opinion, or was he so smooth? Well, or or did he read the news that he had in a way that got he thought he was being honest and forthright, but uh -huh. the stories that they covered were not necessarily. Did he produce the news, or did somebody else produce the news and hand it to him to read? That's what usually key, happens. Key right now, there. Now, somewhere right there. along the time that uh, Cronkite was there, it went from them you know, all getting together in a meeting and talking about it before they got on the... And, and I think we have to agree that if it's not in the moment, then it's history. And history is always written slanted. Well, sure. 
And usually by the winners if it's a war. Absolutely. In fact, always. Or so almost if always. Cronkite was reading news that happened yesterday, somebody wrote that news and never who wrote it had a slant. But I will say this. I think that the attempt should be made to take a slant out of the news and try your best to report what really happened. Not I agree. I agree editorialize totally. Editorialize, unless, you know, like the station manager or whoever does an editorial at the end. And says this is an editorial. Don't you, Jay? <laughs> Don't Always. you want to do that, Jay? <laughs> well, what are some other examples? So we kind of get people more in. Well, I, I, I think one of the big things that, that just turns me off in narratives is, is the ideology of the person running. Okay. They, they build that up and build that up and they build that up and they build it so big that by the time the person gets in office, there's no way in the world he can ever live up to the ideologies that were portrayed of him when he was running. And there's some great examples of that in the primary elections. But what about the deficit reduction bill? Oh, my goodness. Now, that was titled in such a way to mislead the public. (laughs) Deficit means what? Spending money you don't have. Deficit reduction (laughs) means what? Reducing the amount of money you don't have that you spend. And you're going to do that by doing (laughs) what? Spending more more money. money. Yeah, you can't do that. So why don't we back up maybe a couple of years? I think we had this in college. Let's see. Logic two negatives make a positive. Three negatives make a a negative. negative. Four negatives make a positive. A negative times a negative is a positive. A positive times a negative is a negative. No, as I remember, a false plus false plus false plus false is still false. But if you stop at three, it's not. Mm. I think. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know about that. Hey, uh, I was not a mathematician. <laughs> but they did a, a more uh, this started, honest title to that bill yeah. would have been Environmental and Social Services Bill. Yeah. Because that's really what it addressed. Mm-hmm. Now, gentlemen, there are some good things to come out of that bill. By golly, we're going to reduce the price of insulin, so they say. Well, they, that is one thing that I think this administration is attempting to do that I'm in favor of, and that is to negotiate with the drug companies to lower their prices. Okay, and I, I keep hearing that, but now let me ask you, why does the government need permission to do that? Why aren't they doing that anyway? I don't understand that one either. Me neither. <laughs> well, the, things are happening. Uh, I'm diabetic, Okay. I am insulin-dependent diabetic, and there's one large chain, which I will not name because I hate them. <laughs> Good reason. But I, I can get my insulin there for 25 bucks a vial, and I have a friend that owns a pharmacy who says, I can't even buy it for that. So this this big company is not losing money on the insulin. So Probably they bulk, can buying it in bulk. Yeah, yeah, well, they can and, sell it if they want to. And the the same thing. Company must be Dollar General, right? Yeah, no. 
The same thing can be said for insurance companies and, and Social Security and what they pay on your hospital or, or medical bills. When you look at the amount they deduct from that, you know, the bill yeah. amount yeah. that they actually paid, and then that's okay, somebody is <clears throat> marking things up a long way. Yeah, yeah, so let, let's let's go back a little bit to the, the origin. The origin of this deficit reduction bill started uh, about midterm of Trump. Oh, if you're thinking about responding to the pandemic. Uh-huh. And, and trying to be of assistance to the American public, mm-hmm. which is what that was about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what did he do? He got through the first payment of the, what did they call stimulus. it? Stimulus. Yeah, stimulus payment to the American people. Where do you get the money? They The same place Mr. Biden is getting it. They've been mm-hmm. borrowing it. Oh, let, let's explain how that works. Yeah, that, that's Economics 101, Circular Flow of Income and Product. Okay, well, in this case, there is no product. There is only money. Yeah, air money. And what happens is the Federal Reserve issues bonds to finance the government debt. Okay, if you are wanting to uh, expand that and the, the bills are passed to do that, then what happens is... You, uh, well, you tell me. Okay, let's think of it this way. You got a credit card, and that credit card has got a $1,000 limit. You get to the limit on that, and you can't really manage it anymore, so you go get another credit card with a higher limit to pay off that credit card. And that's what happens in this process. Yeah. But in the process, what the Fed does is they issue the bonds. 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 Right. Treasury bonds, treasury notes, that sort of thing. To the people. That are then sold at auction. Yeah. However, what most people don't know is that the Fed Fed buys back 70 to 80% of those bonds. So, in effect, they have just created the money out of the air. Now... I don't want to be the one to say it, but that's one of the reasons why inflation is as high as it is and why our groceries have gone up 25 or 30% and, and, in the last and, year. And when you come to a basic understanding that people are going to look at how much money you have and charge you for their product based on how much money you have, you see where inflation comes in. Farmer standing on the roadside. Right. He's got one crate of apples. And a guy comes up. Farmer says, $10 for the whole crate. It's okay. Tomorrow he got another crate of apples. Another guy comes up. Another guy comes up behind him. And the farmer says, hmm, got two people here. Apples, $15. The first one says what? No. No. And the other one says, I'll take okay, it. I'll yeah. take it. Okay. And then if there's three the next day, the more money you have in the marketplace in play to buy the product, the higher the product. Right. And then when you add in how all of that gets translated all the way down the line 
from labor to transportation, and especially with the current situation with uh, oil and and gas and and diesel fuel. Now that's that's a that serious problem coming. You up. know, you, diesel fuel used to be cheap because they didn't know what to do with it. Yeah, well, it's more expensive yeah. than gasoline. Now let, let's let's put this in. And you love auctions, don't you? Oh yeah. What happens at an auction? Well, an item is put up for auction. Mm-hmm. And anybody in the audience who is a bid number mm-hmm. can bid to buy that. Mm-hmm. And the price is determined by what the highest paying person will pay for that object. That is the economy on a daily basis anywhere that you have a, a capital economy. And if you've got one of an item... That price usually be is a a lot higher than if you've got oh fifteen hundred of them. Give you an example. Okay. The Beers Diamonds. Yeah, that's a good that one. diamond is absolutely irrevocably worth nothing. Well, let's explain why it's worth nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> And I'll jump it's, in. Okay, it's because the De Beers Company has pretty much a monopoly on the world supply of diamonds. Uh-huh. They they get them out of the ground. Mm-hmm. They send them to Europe. They cut them. They polish them. They do all of that. And Put them in they, a vault. Right. And then, as they need to, they will sell lots of those. And if the price gets to going down the these are what what are referred to as as there's an economic term for it uh, luxury items this is a luxury item so if if they see the price going down they'll start pulling those diamonds off the market that's what they do is they they keep those diamonds and as i understand it there is actually probably more diamonds in the vaults in switzerland i guess i think so than there are in the ground, yeah, and and or or in you know uh, public consumption. Mm-hmm. So if you want to raise the price of something, control it. Now the last gas price, we, we can't really blame that on Biden. We can because uh, he controls what happens in the United well, States. But there's a, yeah, there's a lot that went into that. Yeah, yeah. But what happened was the the people in. Uh, the the uh, Arab countries and other Eastern countries decided we're just not going to let any diamonds out on the market. Using the metaphor, they're diamonds for oil. We're not going to let any more oil out on the market. Now, futures. Futures is not about what the price is today. Future is about what the price is going to be in three months, four months, 12 years. Who the heck knows? And those futures are, are sold on a... Yeah, in a, an auction on a daily basis. And the prices of gas started going up, up, up. Jim Allen, I believe it was a senator way back in oh, the yeah. 60s or something, said one day when they first started with OPEC, he said, why should we try to sell more if we can make more by selling less? And and that's the, the logic they've used. Yeah, and, and they're doing it. But... But if we've got oil in the United States and we say to OPEC, okay, 
you want $20 or $120 a barrel, we're going to start pulling this out of the ground and out of the water. What are they going to do? They can sell it at a lower price. And they might. And they might. But here's the, the thing is that uh, we have made such a, and I, I won't say it was not for reason, but we have made such a big deal of going green and starting to curtail or stop producing oil yeah, in this yeah. country that, okay, when the rest of the, uh, you know, Russia invaded the Ukraine and they we stopped buying their oil and all of that, it just got out of hand. But we're getting off the subject. Well, I hate to cut you off right there, but I'm, I'm going to because I am that guy. If you think that you know more than the other elephants in the room, then call us and show your butt. You know, 256. There you go. 256-734-737-9505. Your online peanut gallery has already chimed in and informed you that you're wrong. Of course. <laughs> um, he'll just go on down the road because there's always another farmer down the road. And uh, OPEC also didn't stop <laughs> drilling when oil was at negative numbers. They tried to corner the market from Russia and the U.S. So, well, y'all can mull that over and uh, come up with a rebuttal for the oh, elephants I, I in the room. I don't think that'll be difficult to do. All right. Uh, again, two five six seven three seven nine five zero five. We'll be right back with the elephant. In the room on Coleman's Live 95. When you make the right decision, it feels good, like picking the perfect place to have dinner or choosing a good night's sleep over binge-watching TV all night. It feels really good to make the right insurance decisions, too. That's why State Farm Agent Tisha Brewer is right here in Coleman County to help you select the right protection at the right price. Tisha will make sure you understand your State Farm coverages so you'll know what to expect if the unexpected happens. With State Farm Agent Tisha Brewer, Brewer, it's easy to make the right choice. I'm Tisha at Tisha Brewer State Farm. We're located behind Cook's Pest Control at 909 Fisher Street. You can reach us at 256-734-4645. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You can save money and help the community all at the same time when you shop Victoria's Hope Thrift and Treasures. Victoria's Hope is a non-profit thrift store that has been serving Coleman County since 2018. Name brands and unique items at extremely low cost. All shoes, clothes, and purses are $3 or less. Victoria's Hope is open Thursday through Saturday, 10 to 6, and Sunday from 12 until 5. You can visit their Facebook and Instagram page for more information on the nonprofit and weekly deals for the community. Victoria's Hope, Thrift, and Treasures, 230 U.S. Highway 278 West, just west of the interstate, past the Dollar General on the right. Adapree's Pizza Buffet is back in the old CC's Pizza Building on Patriot Way. Adapree's Pizza Buffet is bigger and better than ever. Enjoy the all-you-can-eat buffet with pizza, pasta, wings, salad, and dessert made with the freshest ingredients available. Don't see something you like and want a custom pizza? Just ask, and they'll make one just for you. Adapree's Pizza Buffet, Patriot Way in Coleman, in the old CC's Pizza Building. Adapree's Pizza Buffet. And we are back, I believe. We're back. Here we are. Okay, let me let me give you something to chew on the, the, the gasoline shortage and all that stuff. Uh, I would defy you on any given day to drive through Cullman, drive through North Alabama, 
and find over a 10 cent per gallon variation in gasoline. I don't care what OPEC, whatever. I don't care. The people know what everybody's selling it for, and there will not be that much variation in the price of gas. Well, and so, there and there isn't more than four to five percent markup on gasoline anyway for no. the individual, you know, stores. Yeah, and and uh, the the thing that you don't realize, I I had an accounting business at one time, and uh, I kept records for several little gas companies. The, the little gas company on the side of the road gets anywhere from four to five cents a gallon for what he pumps. He doesn't make any profit. Right. That's the reason they went to selling candy and all of that. That's the reason when you used to go into a gas store, they'd have somebody come out and want to check your oil because they'd rather sell you a quart of oil than to fill your car up with gas. Right. So, you know, gas is controlled. So, okay, you think that it's co- controlled and, and they can do anything they want to. They pretty much can't. Apple's on the side of the road. He's going down to the next farmer. The next farmer sees what that guy's selling them for, and he'll raise his prices. Right. What do grocery stores do? The same thing. Yeah. So it, it's a controlled economy. Don't delude yourself. Well, now we still need to get back to what we started off talking about, a little controlling. Well, now, wait a minute. I go to grocery stores, and I, I can tell you which one's probably the highest in town and which one's probably the cheapest in town. Yeah, and, and they know that, and they play on that. But, uh, you but they're know all still too. within a minimum and a maximum Absolutely. range. Absolutely. That's it. Absolutely. <clears throat> okay. Okay, controlling the story. Yeah, let, let's come up with a story that has okay. Lately. Well, let's talk about the the most effective use of that controlling the narrative that I can think of right offhand, and that has to do with the use of uh, by the Democratic Party of what happened to George Floyd. Your wife not gonna like you. Well. I'm not, and I'm not talking about the way he was treated. No, no. The things that they brought we're, out. We're talking were about treated. the after effect. If you're yeah. offended, you can turn it off now. <laughs> well, the thing is, is what they did and what was recorded did happen. Yes, and but, it w- should have. That was only right, but that was only part of the yeah. story. And here's what part of the rest of that story was. I don't know the whole story. No. But you have never heard the rest of that story told. I don't think you ever will. Nope. And that is, George Floyd had a, a long history of crimes and drug use. Not petty either. No, no. And in fact, he had, as I understand it, had a uh, outstanding warrant mm-hmm. for failure to appear on, a, on some other charges. Mm-hmm. And he was arrested for and was turned in by another party for trying to pass counterfeit American money. Absolutely. So fact, fact, not narrative. Right. Fact. So that is, you know, that's part of the rest of the story. Now, does that excuse the behavior of the police in no. that situation? No. no, it doesn't. And and I'm 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 glad that we can report that. The officers have been given their day in court and found guilty by a jury of their peers. Right. But here's the rest of that, or another aspect of that story. Where is Paul Harvey when we need him? (laughs) Another aspect of that story is that this happened and was picked up by 
the Democrats, I believe, as part of this Black Lives move, Life movement. Mm-hmm. And, and I can see the connection there. But what happened was, if you ever saw the parades or the, you know, demonstrations, and you saw the speakers, virtually all of, in fact, all of them were Democrats. And that was done on purpose. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was channeled and and And, choreographed. and And see, that also lends credence to the claim that the Republicans are racists. Mm-hmm. So and and so and you hear that narrative, you know, playing through periodically in different places. So it was not a stolen election in terms of the ballots and that sort of thing. No. Nah. It was stolen by taking the narrative, getting all the free advertising and pointing out who was in favor of you know, justice for this poor man. And and I I think the point that, that you got there is free advertising. A a a a narrative that is outrageous will get more news time than something that is kind and truthful and to Well the point. but but on that, I don't think it did because what was it in Oregon or Washington State, where one or more of the uh, county courthouses or police stations was firebombed during one of those peaceful demonstrations, mm-hmm. and you never, after the first report, you never heard any more about it. Hmm. Have you? I no. mean, think about no. it. Okay, so that's part of the narrative, controlling the narrative, too, Mm -hmm. is not to allow anything that's not consistent with your story to come out or to be, you know, brought out. Okay, a couple of weeks ago we had a coming out party or whatever here. How do you think the narrative for that was handled? Well... I don't think it was handled well by either side. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that was part of the problem. Um, Let me ask you all this. When is the last time you remember, when is the last time you remember an Oktoberfest that had a blackout fence around it? Oh, that I didn't stayed know. up for two weeks after Oktoberfest. <laughs> I did not know that. I didn't. I, I didn't missed. Go, I know. missed Oktoberfest. It happened. They had this a year. black. I, I remember. So you could not see into Heritage Park or whatever park that is, the Depot, Depot Park. Depot, yeah. I was going to use the official name, but not on the radio. So. <laughs> the, I, I did not know that happened, and I <clears throat> cannot imagine why. Oh, I can. Don't want to offend your fellow Colmanites. Oh, okay. We'll talk after. <laughs> yeah, we probably ought to. I want to hear and, more and, about that. And and now, now the twenty second, the uh, other side, the other faction, uh, church groups, Christian people, whatever on the twenty seconds, they're having a called out or something from and I. I don't know. I'm staying out of that argument. I want to know if the blackout fence will return for that. I I don't know, but uh, my I'm I'm not so much uh, 
going one way or the other, but how do you come up with a how do you come up with an absolute correct narrative without being pro or con one way or the other? Well, see, that's you the, don't because anything you say will offend thing. somebody else. Yeah. So, uh, what what do we do? Are are we like the uh, little mime on Facebook says? Why do the ninety nine percent of us worry about the one percent that don't agree with us? <laughs> well, what you're hearing on Live 95 might be sensitive content. If you want to continue to listen, turn your knob back up. That's what that's what Facebook does. I mean, okay. Well, I appreciate learning some of these things that, that the management does. <laughs> but the 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 controlling the narrative. Now, I know y'all were around for the censors that they had on TV back in the 60s and 70s. Oh goodness, oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> well, that was controlling. We come a long narrative. way from there, hadn't we? Yeah, <laughs> that was controlling the narrative too, but in a, a much more direct way. Yeah, and yeah. more specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, here's another good example, as far as I can tell, is if you look at the the primary elections in Alabama, mm-hmm. you heard people like people running for judge or running for the state house of representatives talking about Trump's stolen election rather than about and and leave out almost all of the actual local issues that they needed yeah. to address yeah. and still haven't to this day why why how does Trump's election one way or the other what has that got to do with getting elected judge <laughs> or governor or senator or whatever for the state of Alabama? What's it got to do with anything? There, That's the point. And 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 I think what it has to do with is people need to listen to the narrative because the only thing they're doing is following the donkey or the elephant wherever it goes without thinking for themselves. And that's why when you watch CNN or MSNBC, you get one version of the mm-hmm. truth. It's the, the narrative that the party wants you to see. And if you watch Fox... Or ONA or whatever. Yeah, I don't watch many channels, but you see that it's basically the channel, you know, the things that the Republicans want out there. And that same thing is true of business channels. Mm-hmm. Fox mm-hmm. Business has become just a political place. Yeah, yeah. But somewhere between the elephant and the donkey, I, I, Romney said it best probably, somewhere between right and wrong, there's a work road. Right. We should meet there. And I, I hate I hate elections on local levels where we, we've got to be either a Republican or Democrat. Why don't we say, okay, I'm a Culmanite or I'm an Alabamaite, and we develop a narrative, a, a presentation that takes That's into consideration. you yeah. and your plans yeah. in the right. job you're running for. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think locally it's more of a popularity contest, and yes, it's more of a platform contest, but yeah. you're, you're more likely to know the local guy mm-hmm. than you are the mm-hmm. state gal, gal um, or the national yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm still trying to figure out how Cullman Electric Co-op can call themselves a co-op 
that has our interest at heart and and they're run by a board of directors that the co-op won't select it because they only got those people on the ballot. <laughs> hey, Kenny, not Kenny, uh, Tim, Tim That's Culpepper. Funny. I knew it was one of the Culpeppers. Tim, we'd like, you want to come in and explain that to us? Well, and that goes back to our lack of knowledge and yeah. all about the plans for the growth of the city. Mm-hmm. Right. Nobody knows. Because nobody wants us to know. I, I was discussing, uh, and, and that's, that's a point on the narrative. What is the narrative to what they're going to do about schools? I was talking to a person that uh, works out at Fairview School, and uh, they're already crowded. They don't have enough rooms. They don't yeah. have enough teachers. And i got 300 houses being built out there. If every house has one child, right. that's 300 students. Yep. That's right. I, I was back to another point uh, made at Wife Point earlier um, <laughs> when we were riding down the road, and we were we were talking about that that Democrat guy in Pennsylvania who had a stroke. Everybody's talking about him. Mm-hmm. I said, but if he was not in one of these races that allegedly is going to change the power of the government, you'd never know who he was. You'd nope. never know he had a stroke. Nope. But but since that could change the setup in the Senate, that everybody's sense. talking him down. Yeah, or at least trying to on yeah. the on the right yeah. at least. But we we have uh, <clears throat> we have so too much knowledge maybe. Well, we too get, much information. We get the same information over and over and over from those channels of of information that we choose to listen to or watch or follow on our. Uh, and another down. another comment from the Peanut Gallery online. Then the right person for the right job might get the position, and what good would that do for their pocketbooks? <laughs> well, okay, now th- that one got uh, one of my favorite problems, and that is, why is it that someone will pay more to get a job than the job pays them to do it? Because they're paying to get it with somebody else's money. That's a big part of it. And they expect favors. And they expect something in return. You bet your sweet baby they do. Which, and that's another reason for openness in public contracts and you know work contracts that are done. Yeah, because I, there is such a uh, demand that you know favors be given in in return for past donations or future donations. And and the question there is the right person. How in the name of little green apples can you figure out who the right person is? Because all of them tell us that they're the right person. Well, okay, but see, that's part of the problem too because the things that they do tell you about the national policies or party positions have nothing to do with them or the job they're going especially to. on a local level that, and that's the whole point if you want to make an informed decision try to get to a meeting or something where this you know these speakers mm-hmm. talk mm-hmm. and ask questions about what is important don't let them just talk about right hey guys hey sorry hey melissa interrupt. Um, I had a point about the why do people spend so much money um, to get a job that does not pay that much. Okay. 
So um, there is one point that really upsets me when I think about it. Am I too loud? Am I too no. loud? No, 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 no. Okay. you're good. Um, Your husband's just been using the headphones. Uh, okay, <laughs> that makes sense now. Um, Planned Parenthood. Let's just talk about Planned Parenthood for just a moment. So Planned Parenthood is a Democrat um, pet project, right? They want to put tons of money into Planned Parenthood. Well, Planned Parenthood is a 501c3, but they also have a political branch. Right. So they'll get money to the 501c3, move it over to the political branch, and donate it to the Democrats. To those who follow their, you know, what they would like to be done. And that's yes. an example of what we were talking yeah, about. Not, not yes. only do I, I not think that's unethical, I think it should be illegal. It's not only the Planned Parenthood, though. What about unions? Oh, that's another organization. Well, yes. what about the Chamber of Commerce or big business and their donations? What about the AEA? They take some of their dues. <laughs> oh, Melissa, please and don't. Donate please don't do that. To the Democrats. <laughs> well, and there again, what you're getting at is <laughs> please exit the building. The building is on fire. <laughs> What you're talking about is the the political leanings yeah. of the people yeah. who yeah. do those, you know, are in those positions. So it's big slush fund, and it's oh, a yeah. big slush fund of money laundering. Oh, it's it's amazing how much. Because one hand is giving money to the other hand, and it's just <laughs> going back and forth. <laughs> and That's and I, I I've got to believe though I've got to believe that the people that are giving the money to those places know exactly what's going on. So. Oh, they do. They definitely so know. So the thing oh, is, in fact, that, they give money to be yeah, uh, used yeah. to yes. affect the yes. elections, yes. etc. But I still think it's unethical and should be illegal. Yes, it hmm. should be. Well, and having no limit on contributions is another thing. Yeah. Or well, having having so many packs that, you yes. know, that are interwoven that yes. you give money to all of them. And you, they, you can only give like $2,500 personally, I think, mm-hmm. to a um, candidate. But then you can donate as much as you want to their pack. There you yeah. go. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and what's happening is dozens of PACs will operate in interchangeably where they will make donations to different candidates. Yeah, and, and if you're a PAC and your candidate didn't win, you can make that donation to another candidate of your choice. Yep, yep. Uh, speaking of which, um, let's talk about Katie Britt. Where do you think she's getting her money? That, I don't have any idea. I know that her election campaign has cost a a fortune. Well, Richard Shelby has been in the Senate forever. Yeah. And when was the last time you saw a Richard Shelby commercial or heard one on the radio? You haven't. You haven't. No. So he's got a major war chest. So who is he going to give that money to? The woman who used to work for him. Well, but here's the other side of that, or not other side, but another point on that. Mm-hmm. And that is, the, he, 
got that money for re-election in all his you know previous and elections. And didn't need it. And didn't but, need it. Yeah, I know. But here's the thing. He can take that money when he retires and use it for his retirement. It's his money. It no longer belongs to anybody else. I don't, I don't think that's true. I think that um, uh, election contributions have to be used toward elections. So once he retires, he'll have to use it for another election. Well, I, I will have to admit that I have not gotten up-to-date information on that, but I do have heard that in the past about previous people that have retired from Congress or from and the not work well for Guy Hunt. Yeah, they might have used it, but they might not have supposed to because if you listen to a lot of what's going on right now, you're hearing about um, people, candidates getting money, and then giving it to their family, saying their yeah. family is working for their election. Yeah. And they're actually not. I think Nancy Pelosi did that. Yes. And um, some of the, one of the candidates is getting into trouble for how much his uh, war is spending on hotels, like in France. That He did a whole, like, tour in France on his... Um, Election money. And you would think if they have to use the money um, for the, the purposes of elections, that would explain why Bernie Sanders is still working. I mean, otherwise he would have retired at 67 oh, and bought 10 more houses. Oh, right? oh, oh good one. But here's uh, the problem. No, here's the uh, uh, another point on that. And that is if you are currently serving in the Senate or House or State House, that's exactly true. But mm-hmm. when you retire... That money, as I understand it, does become yours because you can no longer separate it out yeah. into who gave me how much, when. And so when you retired, that's a different story. I, 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 wonder, I wonder what they'll say about Trump using his election money. As retirement retires, he has not given up. Yeah, Yeah. well, we don't know. We don't know if he's going to run again or not. Okay, I've got one more point I want to want to get to. Controlling the narrative in some aspect means you got to control the narrator. Now, how and when does the controlling of the narrator start? And to what extent? Let me show y'all how to do this. All right, all right. Okay, that's how you do it. Okay, anyway. But we we see... But you see what happens. You, like, uh, the what's his name? Uh, Shepard Smith used yeah. to work for, was it Fox? Fox, yeah. And he left because they, you know, the political leanings of the place were not according to his. Yeah. So now he's working for CNBC, I think. I think they fired him. No, he's still on Is CNBC. Still yeah. Okay. And, and he was just warming up. I mean, it was Chris Wallace that was the real eye-opening. You know, yeah. his political yeah. views certainly right. didn't match Fox. But I, I want to go further back than that. I mean, when little kids growing up at home, at school, in the workplace – how is it they develop right or left leanings? Are they not being taught to examine the evidence and make a logical decision? It's kind of like, you know, you stick your hand on the stove and it burns you one time. It, it ought to be like, you know, hey, that's hot. 
Comments from the peanut gallery. Uh, Eight-year term limits would help solve that kind of thing. Okay. That, okay. Yes, okay. it would. That'll never okay. happen because, okay. I mean, why would they vote for that for themselves? That that there, just flat drives me crazy. So, Howard, have you ever heard the quote that says, um, if you are a um, conservative before you're 20, you have no heart, yeah. and if you're a uh, no. If yes, and if you're a liberal after you're 20, you have no brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. Write it down for me. Let me let me go back to my point. Should have eight year term limits. Quit voting for them if you do not want them in office. You don't need term limits. Quit voting for them. And who do who do most people vote for? But the people they see. The incumbent, because the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. Are the people who have the most money and can afford the most uh, advertising? I'm gonna put you a bridge over that walking place. But, yeah. folks, if, if you want a term limit, quit voting for them. And that is really simple, easy to fix. I think the term you were looking for, Howard, was the bridge over that troubled water. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel. Well, here's another example Loved it. of how the two parties view a real problem. The Democrats view the illeg- illegal aliens as a source of citizens and labor. And votes. Right, and the, and votes. And so they welcome aliens. And, okay, and the, the Republicans see them as people infiltrating, as in the spies. Mm-hmm. They see them as drug runners, mm-hmm. which that's why most of the people who transport people also transport drugs. Mm-hmm. Um and should be stopped at the border. So, you know, that is a very good example of how people have twisted the the thing into what they want to happen. And and the truth or what would be best is probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah, and, and one of the facts of life is if if you stop all the illegal aliens, the price of tomatoes, watermelons, oranges, <laughs> and apples will go okay, up. Okay, thanks, Nancy, <laughs> Nancy w- Pelosi. Um, another point about the um, illegal immigrants and money is the NGO, the uh, non-government operations that are charities. Yeah. Yeah. And the charities are uh, taking care of the illegals with government money mm-hmm. or with money they're raising <laughs> from Democrats, and then they're right. giving it back to Democrats. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And if, if you run the money through the ringer enough, you can, you can uh, get rid of any identifying marks. And that's what they do. Yeah. But... The other, oh, and that's why I thought it was so interesting what the Texas and Florida governors have done, Mm -hmm. which is to take illegal aliens that are wanted in these uh, sanctuary cities and send them to the sanctuary cities. Mm -hmm. And what have we heard from New York and Washington about that? That, oh, this is a, a disaster. Well, New York had 5,000 illegal aliens. How many does Texas have? A couple million. And that's a year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 
okay, you're, you know, they are being shown a very small bit of what Texas is going through, and yeah. Florida, I imagine. And and I think uh, fairness is that uh, that's supply and demand too. There's if if you've got two million illegal aliens in Texas, then and more comes in, some of them are going to filter their way out. So there's slowly, Texas, the problem in Texas creates by the fact they're always getting new ones in there that are wanting services. If right. they just got those two million and, and everything stayed in, in a, a static environment, I think they probably wouldn't have too much well, problem. we're going to be coming to a close here before. Are we? Well, no, yeah, before too long. So what I would suggest is that what people at home need to do, and I'm not suggesting a side to be on, I'm saying what people need to do is to listen to the candidates, listen to what they say, and listen to what they don't say. And then you have some idea of, of really what's going on with that candidate. Yeah, most of them have what they call a platform. Get a copy of it, read it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> most of us won't. No. But and and again, most of those planks in their platform are national mm. things. They have nothing to do with Coleman, Coleman County or Alabama. No. So, you know, that's I won't say what I think of it. It's a kind of paper you would use in an outhouse. Yeah, Sears and Robot catalog, yeah. That's it. Know it well. Well, now, <laughs> what were we going to talk about? Next week. Oh, that's right. Uh, we're going to talk something about uh, can we recover from the pandemic? Yeah, can we? I, I did a presentation at a, at a local church a couple of weeks ago on that. Can we recover? And it, there's some very interesting information there. Uh, but Bill Back Better is not one of them. No. <laughs> so uh <clears throat> how many of those politicians that have that rag i mean that platform uh literally take the polls which i've noticed that the other talking heads on the right ra- they're not even paying attention to polls they've gone straight to gambling because uh, gambling's ahead of polls apparently i, I heard a, right. I heard a politician pollster of note the other day say that polls now are worthless yeah well they were saying that after trump got elected yeah uh, but how many of them are taking those those talking points, the, the, the things that the polls say that the citizenry have determined are their their biggest issues and have made that their platform? Uh, well, George Wallace did it for years, and I think everybody's doing it now. Okay, let's figure out what the people want to hear and what they expect, and we'll tell them that's what we're going to give, and then when we get in, we'll do whatever we want to. Yeah. Well, yeah. that describes our government. Yep. Um, but. I have to give the last two credit. Not that I really want to, but I feel like Donald Trump did everything he said he was going to do when he ran. Right. And this guy in charge now, by golly, he's doing everything he said he was going to do when he ran. <laughs> Only we thought we he, the people we were listening to were the extremists, and he was going to be more toward the center. Mm-mm. That yeah. did not turn out to be nope. the case. Nope, nope. And yeah, I'm, but this, this last guy didn't didn't remember what he said, so you kind of got <laughs> overlooking. Um, <laughs> where where was I going with it? Speaking of not being able to remember what what he said, um, I give up. <laughs> yeah, it'll take me four too. minutes to remember. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, so next week, yeah, next week we're going to talk about recovering from the pandemic. Uh, 
Yep. And what kind of problems we're going to have or people are having. I know what I was going to say. All right. If we are fortunate in November and we see Republicans sweep everything, as they said we're going to do, are they going to be effective at all? We still have a Democratic guy in the office that has a pen and a phone, as my wife likes to say. Well, and Obama had to say. I mean, it's it going to take two-thirds to overwrite his vetoes. Right, but it doesn't take two-thirds to block legislation. True. True. So that's what will happen. And other bills can be passed, and he will have to veto them. Now, what does that do for the next election? Well, one party or the other, or maybe both of them, are going to destroy themselves in the next two years simply because they're not up there to govern. They're up there to one up the other side. That's apparently true. It's not so much vote for me because I'm going to do great things. It's vote against my opponent because they're going to do awful things. And this time we've had a number of things that I question. I'm not saying everybody questions, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for now. Thanks, guys. Have a good one, folks. Yeah, enjoy. We'll uh, see you all next time. Coleman Community Radio, powered by Coleman's Live 95, is your home for Friday Night Live. Nobody covers more high school football in Coleman County than Coleman Community Radio, powered by Coleman's Live 95. Go to your favorite app store and download the Coleman's Live 95.5 app. Then select the channel of the game you want to hear. This week, hear Ashbury at Vinemont, Russellville at Fairview, Fultondale at Hansville, or Ariana at Good Hope. Coleman County High School Football on Coleman's own Live 95. Friday Night Live on the Coleman County Sports Network. Powered by Coleman Community Radio. Coleman's Live 95 is brought to you in part by K&K Logging, McDonald Logistics, Merchants Bank, Tisha Brewer State Farm, Sound Mind TMS, Adapriest Pizza, Gateway Mortgage, Guthrie's Auto Service, Coleman Electric Co-op, Eva Bank, Ditton Seamless Gutters, Cyber Broadband, Citizens Bank, Happy Homes Real Estate, Odin's Auto Glass, Coleman Appliance Repair, Coleman Savings Bank, McDonald Hauling, Zaxby's, Rock and Roll Sushi, 212 Insurance, and the Warhurst Team at Hagamore Realty Group. Friday Night Live on Coleman Community Radio, powered by Coleman's Live 95. And y'all stay tuned. That Vinemont football game is coming up tonight. Uh, I believe they'll be going to air about 6.30. So uh, looking forward to bringing that to you tonight on Coleman's Live 95. Coming up next is Path Changers right here on Coleman's Live 95. Coleman's Live 95 is Coleman's independent radio. It's time now to check our regional news from the Alabama Radio Network, a service of SoundMind TMS. If you suffer from depression and don't know where to turn, you can think SoundMind TMS.